Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Lakers say does not comply with a court order. After the United States Supreme Court ruling, the state had to withdraw the maps to give black voters a more excellent voice in elections. The new map falls short of establishing a second majority black district required by the plaintiffs who won the court case. Instead, the Republican proposal increases the number of black voters in one district, leading to a heated debate on whether it complies with the court's directive. Legal Defense Fund political participation fellow Brittany Carter joins me from New York City to explain if the new maps directly violate the Supreme Court ruling. Thank you for joining us, uh, Ms. Carter. It looks like uh, these folks are determined, aren't they, just to uh, thumb their nose at Allen versus Milliken. What is going on in Alabama, and why would they even try this, Ms. Carter? Right, right. Thank you so much for having me. Um, you know, this is uh, this is a case that we've been litigating for the past year and a half now, um, and uh, you know we were de defending a win in the Northern District of Alabama, which said that Black voters um, had had their votes diluted by the state of Alabama's 2021 congressional map, um, that they were denied an opportunity to elect a candidate of their choice. They made that ruling in a in a very clear, robust 225-page opinion, saying that Black voters deserve um, a, an additional majority Black district. Um, the Supreme Court affirmed that ruling, and I think the state of Alabama is is trying to see uh, how how far their defiance can get them. I think that they still have an interest in um, in diluting black uh, voting power for their own ends, and you know we're really going to fight this, them every step of the way on this because our plaintiffs and all black Alabamians are still suffering um, under these attacks on their political power. 
And, and I think on behalf of all of us, thank you for continuing to do this work at Legal Defense Fund. Um, I remember as a young law student, I clerked there one summer with Sherilyn Eiffel, and it's so good to see y'all still on that wall, particularly the sisters doing this good fight. You know, could you help us um, uh, in reading the remarks of Senator, Alabama State Senator uh, Livingston, Steve Sen uh, Livingston, ironically from Scottsboro, I mean, can, you can't make this up. He, he's talking about what opportunity may or may not mean. Are they trying, as some of the folks are saying, to get another bite at this apple by trying to force the Supreme Court to narrow the definition of opportunity or to, to lay it out? And, and could you walk us through some of the percentages in District 2 in terms of what they're trying to do and what uh, those who litigated this case in the first place are trying to do in terms of what percentage of black voters in District 2 might be considered putting black folk within the range of having an opportunity to elect someone of their choice. Right. I mean, I think that that's a really astute analysis, actually, of the kinds of ways that Alabama, the redistricting committee and, and the state legislature are trying to work around this, this very clear affirmance that the Milligan plaintiffs received in the Supreme Court. Um, one of the things that they've been saying in these hearings that they've been having, because they had to come back into special, sec uh, into special session in order to uh, in order to uh, um, try to comply with the court's order and address what the Supreme Court told them to do, one of the strategies has been to say, well, we don't really know uh, what the Supreme Court meant when they said that you won, essentially. Um, you know, you know, they said that our map was a violation of Section 2. Okay, but that doesn't mean that they told us exactly how to draw this map. And so the percentages that they're putting forward are percentages like 39 percent in, a, in a, a, you know, an additional district with 39% black uh, voters, with 42% black voters. But it's very clear from what the Northern District of Alabama said and what the Supreme Court, again, affirmed, is that voting in Alabama is intensely racially polarized. In a district where black voters are 39 and 42%, they do not have an opportunity to elect a candidate of their choice. And so what senators like that are saying is essentially, well, you know, um, we we think that this we think that this is sufficient. There are other communities of interest that we're also taking into consideration that are just as important as Black voters, and and we think that this is what's fair. And really, it's it's just outright defiance. The map that our plaintiffs have put forward, and that this and that the courts have have blessed because we uh, submitted different uh, examples of plans that Alabama could have drawn when we were in court, and the court said, yeah, you're right, Alabama could have drawn any of those plans. The district has. Uh, uh, I believe 51%, and there's another um, one of our plans that it has um, around around 54. But both of these um, will actually, our experts have proven, will actually give Black voters an opportunity to elect a candidate of choice um, because that's that's what the the landscape in Alabama requires. Thank you, thank you for walking us through that. I, I know you can't read the tea leaves, but um, going, we're going to ask you to anyway. How do you see this playing out, uh, Attorney Carter? We're going to go back to trial. That that's what's going to happen. Um, you know, I, I think it's a little bit confusing for the average person because um, it, because you know after you won in the Supreme Court, I think most people would say, well, where do you go from here? The the state of Alabama, you know, your your uh, opposing party um, lost, and you know they have to uh, follow the directives of the court. Um, but uh, you know, but in this situation. Um, 
the the thing that has to happen after you won a decision like this is that the the state of Alabama gets the first bite at the apple to sort of go back and uh, and remedy their wrongs and to sort of correct their mistakes. Um, the court gives them that privilege, and the court sees um, you know if they're going to do the right thing. In the instance that they don't do the right thing, we have to go to court and sort of uh, litigate exactly exactly how they should do the right thing. We sort of have to make the argument twice. Uh, mm. We will definitely do that. We're, we're certainly up to the task. It's unfortunate that they're putting us in this position, um, but we are defending two wins at this point. Um, and so, you know, we will we will continue to uh, fight um, and to lift up the what the Supreme Court uh, said, what the Northern District of Alabama said, and what the law of the land is. You know, we'll continue to defend the Voting Rights Act. Absolutely. One, one final question, because as you walked us through that, it occurs to me, is it possible that, uh, I guess you wouldn't talk about enjoining the current map because they were able to uh, to evade that the first time. Are we talking about a rocket docket? I mean, I mean, are they going to be able to keep this map in place for the next election cycle when it goes to court? I mean, how, how does that work? Well, you know, that's something I, I don't know. I mean, the, the first map is, is already, um, you know, for all intents and purposes, enjoined, in, in you know, after the yeah. after you know, we won in the in the lower court and we won in the Supreme Court. That's why they're redrawing the map right now, because the current map uh, could not stand. Um, and, and so, you know, it, the, the outcome of what happens uh, moving forward is really just going to depend on the outcome of trial. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Brittany Carter, on behalf of the Legal Defense Fund, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, thank you for continuing to do this work. And we are guaranteed to win because we're not getting off the battlefield. So thank you very much, sis, for joining us tonight. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity and, and thank you for supporting our work. Absolutely, always. Uh, this is Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network and we'll be right back to continue discussing this issue. For decades, the tobacco industry has deliberately targeted black communities and kids with marketing for menthol cigarettes. It's had a devastating impact on black health. Tobacco use claims 45,000 black lives every year. It's the number one cause of preventable death. In the 1950s, less than 10% of black smokers used menthol cigarettes. Today, it's 85%. Ban menthol cigarettes. Save lives. When you talk about blackness and what happens in black culture, you're about covering these things that matter to us, uh, speaking to our issues and concerns. This is a genuine people-powered movement. There's a lot of stuff that we're not getting. You get it, and you spread the word. We wish to plead our own cause too long have others spoken for us. We cannot tell our own story if we can't pay for it. This is about uh, covering us. Invest in Black-owned media. Your dollars matter. We don't have to keep asking them to cover our stuff. So please support us in what we do, folks. We want to hit 2,000 people, $50 this month, raise $100,000. We're behind 100000 so we want to hit that. Y'all money makes this possible. Check some money orders. Go to P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037- 0196. The cash app is dollar sign RM Unfiltered. PayPal is R Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zale is rolling at rollingsmartin.com. On the next A Balanced Life with Dr. Jackie, we're talking all things mental health and how helping others can help you. We all have moments where we have struggles, and on this week's show, 
our guests demonstrate how helping others can also help you. Why you should never stop giving and serving others on a next A Balanced Life here on Black Star Network. Hello, I'm Paula J. Parker. Judy Proud on The Proud Family. Louder and Prouder on Disney+. Plus. And you're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. Back here on Roland Martin Unfiltered, and we're going to discuss this Alabama case with our Thursday night panel. It's always good to see my sister, although I don't appreciate the fact that I'm sitting in this seat, and I think probably you should be sitting here, but that's all right. Reese Colbert, host of the Reese Colbert Show on Sirius XM and queen of all platform media. I saw you on TikTok today, sis. Oh, my goodness. And we're, and we're glad to be joined from the state of Florida by Brother Drew Brown, Dr. Drew D. Brown, who is an assistant professor of African-American studies, sociology, criminology, and law down there at the University of Florida. Good to have you. Uh, brother, brother Brown, Reese, I want to start with you. Um, what do you make of this? What, what's the political play here in Alabama? Well, first of all, you look good in that chair, Dr. Carr. I'm <laughs> so happy that you're hosting. I was like, ooh, you're hosting is such a treat. <laughs> but um... enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line prop and parlay bets with a king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER i bet you're smart yeah and you like to hold your own in the group chat we can help you drop even more knowledge my name is martine powers and i'm elahe azadi we host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. You know, I, I think what the play is, is who going to check me, boo, once again? You know, the whole fallacy of the Supreme Court being supreme is only when the rulings are convenient 
for the people that don't need to play by the rules. The Democrats always play by the rules. And so regardless of how egregious and how appalling the rulings are, like, for instance, overturning Roe v. Wade, like what they've done so far to gut Voting Rights Act, the Democrats are going to continue to play ball with the Supreme Court. On the other hand, with Republicans, they're seeing that the rules are whatever the hell they make them. And they're also seeing that if they don't get their big win the first time, they're going to go back to the same people that have shown an appetite to rule in a way that's favorable to them over and over again. So being funny about opportunity this and well, is opportunity 30% or is it 40%, you know what the hell damn opportunity means. It means that black people get an opportunity to, not opportunity, but they get the right essentially to influence the elections as opposed to their votes being diluted. And so they're going to play stupid and they're going to play like, oh, that's not really what I'm after. That's exactly what they're after because they play for keeps all the time, every time. And when they lose, they don't pack up their things and go home. They get right back on the field. And that's what we need to be doing as well. Absolutely. We got to get back on the field. I, I know y'all got to be tired down there in Florida, Dr. Brown, because y'all haven't been, had a chance to have a break. And school's about to start again. You, you've been on the battlefield nonstop. Um, it looks like demographically, at some point, this, this is going to be a tipping point. You can't really continue to, to run this kind of game and expect the same result. Uh, what's your perspective on this? I mean, uh, we just heard Reese kind of lay out their strategy and what they're planning to do, but this has national implications. Any thoughts on what's going on in Alabama, how this might play out, even influence stuff going on nationwide? And it's good to see you, brother. Yeah, it's great. It's great to see you, too, and thanks for having me on. Um, I got to say that that when I see things like this going, going on in Alabama, um, it's not it's not new. We have to first understand that. But also, these things are going to continue to happen. The Republicans are going to continue to try to sidestep these rules and these laws and get away with as much as they can get away with. Um, I do feel as though they make up their own rules at times, and that's why we have to constantly be battling against these things. But um, I think it's also important to understand what's at stake here, right? That these uh, um, these sort of these laws are essentially robbing black people and brown people, for that matter, from having um, the power of the ballot. And Democrats are always uh, and others are always talking about how we need to use our votes to fight off um, different folks or different uh, groups and things like that. But now we're being robbed of the ability to even do that. Um, Malcolm said, Malcolm X also said that we need to use the vote as well. But the difference with Malcolm X and what he said in his speech, the ballot or the bullet, is that um, he was saying that the ballot is like a bullet and we should throw it, uh, throw our ballot when we see our target. And if the target is not in reach, then we should put our ballot back in our pocket. Well, this type of redistricting um, is putting the target out of reach. And we have to continue to fight to get the target in reach so we can put our votes um, and use that power. No, absolutely, absolutely. In fact, I want to stay with you for for a second here, brother, on this because, um, you know, as you mentioned, Malcolm, it made me think about the fact that uh, we did use our ballots in the gubernatorial election that put Andrew DeSantis in office, and it was razor thin. And that's because one of the reasons they stopped counting. I mean, if they had kept counting, we might be talking about Governor Gillum. Um, and then, of course, they're governing as if there's a landslide in Florida. Could could you? Uh, maybe walk us through, and then I'm going to ask Reese the same question. This attempt to say that 30% or 38% uh, creates an opportunity, um, do the percentages translate into voter participation? Or is there a difference between, okay, you've got X percentage of people in this district, in the Northern District, or in, uh, seven, in, in District 7, where we have, of course, uh, Terry Sewell. But if you don't come out to vote, 
you know, how important is, is making sure that a majority of that percentage turns out and votes? I think it's, it's a tremendous um, difference. However, we have to understand that this is not the only play that folks are making, right? This redistricting is not the only thing that they're doing. They're also doing other things like um, voter uh, intimidation, right, which we'll probably talk about a little later, especially down here in Florida, um, looking at different ways to suppress these votes that, on the one hand, folks are saying, well, this should give an opportunity for people, but on the other hand, they're doing other things to suppress even that aspect of the vote. And so I think that a lot of these things are happening and a lot of double talk is happening, but when it comes down to it and you really look at the facts, the fact of the matter is, is that a lot of the Democratic vote, a lot of the black vote is being suppressed in a multitude of ways. Absolutely, absolutely. And Risa, you know, you've walked us through some of those ways and consistently told us, you know, kind of helped us understand how this combination that Dr. Brown is talking about shows up. In your mind, what percentage, roughly speaking, would maybe guarantee some sense of being able to say that there's an opportunity there to take, to take that district. And we know the National Redistricting Foundation, we heard uh, Ms. Carter talk about a 54% or a 51%. Politically, in combination with some of the things that, that Brother Brown is talking about, you know, in your mind, what would satisfy that threshold? Because clearly that seems like that's what they're going to, lit to litigate. Well, you need at least 50, because be honest, people don't be voting. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if, if people activated to our capacity, then sure, 35%, 38% would make the difference. But we know that, that that doesn't happen, in large part because people do recognize that there is voter suppression, in large part because people do not feel like they actually have the power to influence their election. So it's kind of putting the cart before the horse when you are, whatever however that saying goes, to try to say, well, everybody vote, and then that way you can influence elections when they've seen for decades now that that's not actually how it happens. And so if you want to guarantee it, then you got to go at least 50%. You know what I'm saying? But I, what I can guarantee is that whatever percentage that Republicans are putting forward is the percentage that they feel comfortable will not do the trick. So you got to add at least 5, 10, 15 points to whatever Republicans are, are starting at, and maybe they're going to try to lowball it, but they really think they'll land at 42%, and that's still not enough. Whatever they're, whatever they're suggesting, that ain't it. That's what I do now. No question. I hope everybody's taking notes and heard that very clearly. If they're comfortable with it, then clearly they have thought this out. So we know <laughs> this is not just an arbitrary number they're coming up with. Thank you, Reese. That, that's important. We're going to take a break here and uh, go to our, go to our uh, break. And when we come back, we'll pick up on the other side and then continue our conversation of the news of the day here on Roland Martin. Roland Martin Unfiltered will be right back after this break. And you're watching the Black Star Network. I'm Dr. Greg Carr, and coming up on the next Black Table, thinking about the Black freedom movement in a global way. Dr. John Monroe joins us to discuss his book, The Anti-Colonial Front, which maps the social justice movement in the United States and its impact internationally, from Asia to Africa, and how movements like anti-communism were used to slow down racial equality, like critical race theory today. In critical race theory today, communism back then, was essentially mobilized to shut down any challenges to a given system of power. Connecting the civil rights movement to colonialism on the next Black Table, exclusively here on the Black Star Network. Hatred on the streets, a horrific scene, a white nationalist rally that descended into deadly violence. White people are losing their damn minds. 
as an angry pro-Trump mob storms the U.S. Capitol. We're about to see the rise of what I call white minority resistance. We have seen white folks in this country who simply cannot tolerate black folks voting. I think what we're seeing is the inevitable result of violent denial. This is part of American history. Every time that people of color have made progress, whether real or symbolic, there has been what Carol Anderson at Emory University calls white rage as a backlash. This is the rise of the Proud Boys and the Boogaloo Boys. America, there's going to be more of this. Here's all the Proud Boys, guys. This country is getting increasingly racist in its behaviors and its attitudes because of the fear of white people. The fear that they're taking our jobs, they're taking our resources, they're taking our women. This is white people. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Dr. Greg Carr, and coming up on the next Black Table, thinking about the Black freedom movement in a global way. Dr. John Monroe joins us to discuss his book, The Anti-Colonial Front, which maps the social justice movement in the United States and its impact internationally, from Asia to Africa, and how movements like anti-communism were used to slow down racial equality, like critical race theory today. Critical race theory today, communism back then, this essentially mobilized to shut down any challenges to a given system of power. Connecting the civil rights movement to colonialism on the next Black Table, exclusively here on the Black Star Network. Me, Sherry Shebrick. I'm Sammy Roman. I'm Dr. Robin B., pharmacist and fitness coach, and you're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. 
Welcome back to Roland Martin Unfiltered. Unfiltered. On Tuesday, we told you about the emergency motion filed in Louisiana about the treatment of juveniles, mostly black boys, detained in Angola's infamous former death row building of the nation's largest adult maximum security prison. The complaint alleges that uh, children are being placed in mandatory solitary confinement for 72 consecutive hours when they arrive, only being released from their cells for a few minutes to shower, I think it's eight minutes, punishing children with being locked in their cells for over 23 hours, only let out to shower in handcuffs and shackles, being handcuffed and shackled is punishment even when they are allowed to go outside for recreation time. The filing also cites evidence in extreme, of extreme heat in the individual cells where children are confined, which do not have windows or air conditioning. Joining me now is Tammy Gregg, Deputy Director of the American Civil Liberties Union's National Prison Project. Welcome to Roland Martin Unfiltered, uh, Director Gregg. Please give us an update. What is going on? And we know what's going on in Louisiana, but please tell us, <laughs> how are you all fighting back and how can we help? Please, it's good to see you. Yes, uh, good evening. And thank you for this opportunity to share the horrific conditions that the children are being confronted with. Um, first of all, I'd like to say that the kids, and I, and I thank you for your segment earlier in the week, but you have one thing that the public needs to remember, that these are children. They haven't been convicted of crimes. They are in uh, crimes that have uh, that are equivalent to the adult system, where um, uh, people might be incarcerated in an adult facility like Angola. They belong in their homes, or they belong in juvenile justice secure facilities where they're being provided with education, where they're being provided with rehabilitation, and they're being provided with treatment and services. These are all promises that the state made to these kids. They made to their parents when they took possession of them, and they made to this court oh, almost a year ago. And, and, and our evidence, um, based on conversations with the kids that are very recent, within the last week and a half to two weeks, demonstrate that the things that you highlighted, the ex exposure to excessive heat, the lack of education services, the lack of uh, services, special education services, a lack of recreation, being shackled, um, all of those things are happening real time. Uh, and, and so what we've done, as you noted, was we filed an em emergency motion in court asking the court to immediately evaluate these, um, these issues and we have to demonstrate that they're, they're occurring currently, and we believe that they are, and we ask the court to remove them from Angola and from any adult facility, because they don't belong in the adult system, and certainly not a system that's maximum security and is on the grounds of a former plantation and convict leasing site. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and uh, as you noted, you all have been punching back on this since uh, almost a year ago, August, right, when you filed. I I'm trying to understand, I think we would all try to understand this, when the judge said that certainly putting them in Angola, which of course, as we know, is historically infamous, we know, uh, yes. perhaps the worst prison, certainly there aren't any worse in the United States of America, named for where they took us from in West Central Africa. That's how bad it is. But um, right. when the judge says, yeah, it could cause, it could likely cause psychological trauma and harm, but then follows us up with the threat of harm these youngsters present to themselves and others is intolerable. What are we supposed to make of something like that, particularly as you said, because they're not convicted of anything and, and what they're suspected of doing or whatever is civil, not criminal. How, can a how, how are you reading what the judge said a year ago? 
So I was there. We had a three-day proceeding, and the state— I'm sorry. Maybe I think my head—did you say three minutes? Three days. I apologize. Oh, three days. No, I'm sorry. I didn't hear. I thought—I was like, <laughs> I know just—my God. Okay, a three-day—okay, please, I'm sorry. Walk us through That's this. Three okay. days. All right. A three-day uh, um, hearing uh -huh. where we put on evidence from a juvenile justice expert, well-respected throughout the country, a child psychologist, and we presented evidence of the harms that you mentioned, both psychological, physical, emotional, and uh, just the fact that this is not the model um, uh, that Louisiana should be following. And the state did a really good job of showing pictures that were not attributed to any individual, but showing property damage. They um, talked about uh, escapes and elopements of the children, and they said that these children essentially were incorrigible, and they were disrupting the services they were providing to the other kids in the juvenile uh, detention setting. And for the sake of these children and the public, they needed to give them more intensive treatment. And so that was the justification. In addition, the state made a promise that if they put the kids in this setting, that they would do it for a short period of time, mm -hmm. and that they would provide all of the services kids would get if they were in a juvenile setting, the appropriate setting, versus Angola. All of those promises have been broken. As you see in our filing and the testimony we pre present from the kids, not one of those promises have been kept, including having access to their parents and their families. Visits have been very limited. Um, they all, At one point, um, a state official testified that if they had to, they would get a bus and make sure that the kids had access to their families because they would bus their families in to see them. Yeah. That has not happened once. That These is, kids are not seeing their families. That is, uh, I mean, we say it's surprising, but we live in America. I mean, this is, this is unbelievable. So, so you're once again into the breach. Uh, what can we do to support, and what do you expect is going to happen now? So the court has um, ordered that we have another hearing based on the present conditions that we are alleging that are problematic on August 15th. Um, we're not sure of the length of the uh, hearing, but it starts on the 15th, which we are very grac grateful to the court for giving us a hearing so quickly under the circumstances. Mm -hmm. And so we're gathering evidence now, going through sort of the legal dynamics of getting things in place so we can prove our case at trial and show that the kids are uh, likely to suffer from irreparable harm and that this is deliberately indifferent, which is the legal standard that we have to demonstrate. And as for what folks can do to support this, people who live in Louisiana, people who live in other states who have children, you can reach out to the governor's office. There's a petition that's being um, uh, circulated on your internet and let him know that this is not right. Louisiana is the only state in the entire United States that's ever done anything like this. You don't want to be notorious for that or have that legacy. Um, you're already dealing with a state that is failing families and children um, through the low educational opportunities and achievement, uh, this, the severe crime—sorry, um, apologies—poverty rate in the country. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's one of the lowest. All of these statistics are amplified when we're talking about black and brown children. And so it's already a travesty. It's already a legacy that I would hope no one would like to have as, a, as a, an elected official that actually should pledge instead to provide services to these kids, to give them the best opportunity to achieve and be healthy, producing adults. 
Absolutely. Tammy Gregg, Deputy Director of the American Civil Liberties Union National Prison Project. We can't thank you enough for not only your service, but for fighting this ongoing fight. And, and, I'm, and Roland's going to continue to follow up on this, so we'll be asking you back, I'm sure, soon for updates. Thank you, thank you, and thank you for helping us understand how we can get involved as well. Thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's go to our panel for a moment. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Uh, Dr. Brown, I'll start with you because one of your areas of expertise and scholarship is in criminology. Uh, what do you make of this, brother? Yeah, I think this is absolutely ridiculous. Um, a clear violation of the Eighth Amendment. Um, in, I was going to ask about the Eighth Amendment. I just figured it wasn't in the Constitution no more, brother. That's when. You, you, you know, I think this, this idea of cruel and unusual punishment, they must be banking on the fact that this is not necessarily unusual when we're talking about prisons in America. Mm. Of this poor treatment, right? That in, in, in I was going to say in 2016, you know, the Justice Department, um, the Bureau of Prisons, announced that they were going to do a sweeping overhaul of prison conditions and focus on reform. Um, unfortunately, this isn't necessarily happening um, with the level of like, urgency that we would like to see it. Um, yes, we have different instances, like uh, earlier this year, San Quentin uh, announced that they were going to do more rehabilitation and things like that. But I guess they're they're, they're pushing this with all deliberate speed, um, as they said in Brown versus Board of Education, which basically means they're going to do it on their own time as long as um, they're moving forward in increments. But this, this, this is ridiculous, the way that we need such monumental reform just to reach a level of human decency and treatment, let alone reach uh, and address uh, rehabilitation with, um, with, with, with much-needed therapy and, and education and development for these youth. 
Absolutely. I want to follow up, man, because, of course, you know better than I do how infamous the name Angola is. I mean, the Angola Three, Brother Albert Woodfox and so many. Is Angola an outlier or is this symptomatic of something? Mean, we've certainly seen some of the cases that Roland has covered over the last few months, you know, these filthy conditions in jails and juvenile. Is this an outlier or where does this fit in the context of incarceration, particularly as it relates to young people in this country, in your mind? And our yeah, it certainly, it certainly is one of the worst. Um, if not, if not the worst um, that I've that I've recognized, but we can't say that it isn't a part of a larger system. We can't say that it isn't a symptom of a larger issue. Um, it certainly is uh, part of the culture of America to really um, look at youth and look at people as criminals and then strip them of all humanity. Right? Look at young black boys and treat them as if they are criminal adults that we want to strip them of their humanity. Um, I think that this is certainly one of the worst. Angola, I think, as uh, much as I've seen, um, is one of the most egregious uh, examples of that. But it, it's not that it's not happening in different ways in other areas as well. Okay. Yeah, man, this is this is crazy. Reese, um, certainly this is something that people would say that political action is necessary, state level, federal mm -hmm. level. In your mind, what should we be doing now? And, and, you know, we see the, they're in the courts battling. She's saying, write the governor, you know, as a petition. But in your mind, how, how do we fight this? How, do, how should we be thinking about this in terms of attack? Yeah, I mean, first of all, there's a role for all of us to play. First, people want to know how this affects them. We have a, 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 to me, bad attitude sometimes about, well, dims the rules that you did the time and I get to pay the crime. But if you care about the law, if you care about the rule of law, then you should care about the fact that by law, these juveniles should not be in Angola to begin with. They are not subjected to punitive punishment based on the law that people claim to care about, making sure that that law gets followed. So keep the same energy for the people who are entrusted with public safety to actually enforce those laws for themselves and for the standards with which they treat people. Because what we're talking about is 14 through 18-year-olds being subjected to unnecessary trauma, going back in the world. Now, you wonder why 14-year-olds bopping you outside your head and carjacking people because of shit like this. And so if you care about public safety, even if you don't care about humanity, which you should, but if you don't care about that, you should at least care about the fact that one of the most people that go to jail or a large number of people who are in jail have actually um, recidivated. They have actually gone back to jail after multiple offenses. So okay. at 14 through 18 year olds, we should be focused on like one uh, gentleman in the story. He has been held up getting his, 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 his diploma because they are not offering the kind of educational services at Angola that they would get at a juvenile center, which I'm sure isn't even that great in that case. But if you don't want to create lifelong tra traumatized people who are inevitably likely to continue to put themselves in situations that can cause harm to others, then this is a story that people should be activated on. So again, that is the same way that people tweeted and they said that I want my tweet back because Carly Russell wasn't really missing. Yes. The same way that y'all had that energy for the tweets, the same way y'all have energies for commenting and saying whatever the situation may be, take that energy, go fill out a template and email, write, send a letter, whatever the situation may be, call, that's still the thing, and make sure that people hear your voice. Because if you speak up, then they have no choice but to act because this is something that has been going on for far too long. But the children should be where, at a minimum, people should draw the line. No, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, 
it, it, it really, I mean, it's beyond disturbing. I mean, you know, we start talking about children who they let them outside and they say, we don't have a ball or anything. We just kind of sit out here and that's only for a few minutes. And then they say, the state has offered to send things in, uh, send a bus in to bring the families in, they're isolated. And the court just seems to have these folk hostage. Uh, Dr. Brown, I mean, as you said, I mean, it, it seems like it may be the worst and maybe one of the worst. But you're down here in Florida, and, and in a minute we're going to talk about returning citizens being intimidated and, and, not, um, and not being allowed to, or at least feeling that they're not allowed to participate in the political process. How, how, much, uh, how much should we be concerned about stigma as it relates to these young people? They're, they're at an early moment in their lives, and clearly, uh, whether or not they triumph, and we're going to continue to fight until they do get triumph, released, or move somewhere else, can this follow them? I mean, is this something, the kind of thing that can scar somebody or imprint them for the rest of their lives? Absolutely. absolutely. Um, I feel like I'm traumatized just listening to the stories about these, these young black boys, right? These, these, these teenage boys that it, it really does bring me back to my teenage years mm. and some of the things that I went through. And so hearing those stories now going through it, of course, they're going to have some, uh, um, going to have some, some issues or some trauma that's going to follow them probably for the rest of their life for a lot of them, unless they're going to go through some type of um, therapy and things like that. But even still trying to wrestle with this. I mean, you got to think that when we were going through the pandemic, there was so much that we did to try to protect people. And then here we have a situation where these young boys are, are in a situation that can easily be preventable and they're not being protected. Their health is not being protected. That is, that, that, that's ridiculous. And what it goes to show you is how much we value black youth, how much we value black young people who are going to uh, go, for, go forward and be the future of our communities, of our society, and what we believe is going to happen with them. Um, I think that this is indicative of the way in which we're ready to, um, not us, but the way in which our society is ready to just toss away black youth uh, any chance they get. Absolutely. Facts. Well, we're going to pause here and we'll come back on the side of the break to take our next story. You're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network, and we will be right back. Next on The Frequency with me, Dee Barnes, actress, writer, and advocate, Ray Don Chong is here to discuss her childhood and break down her life in Hollywood, a show you don't want to miss. Well, even at my peaky peak peak when I was getting a lot of stuff, as soon as I was working a ton, I heard people whispering, oh, we don't want to pay her because we're giving her a break. Only on The Frequency on the Black Star Network. On the next Get Wealthy with me, Deborah Owens, America's Wealth Coach, Dexter Jenkins is a faith-based financial mentor with more than 20 years in the financial services industry. He's passionate about helping families build generational wealth. Even though I'm talking about things like prayer, I'm talking about things about reading the word, I'm talking about things like fellowship, um, I'm talking to members who are dealing with losing their houses, or I'm talking to members who, because of uh, a lack of the handling their finances, they're working two or three jobs. And so what I'm finding is that they're not coming to church because they don't have a handle on their finances. We're talking how to get wealthy through faith and our finances on the next Get Wealthy right here 
only on Black Star Network. I'm Faraji Muhammad, live from LA. And this is The Culture. The Culture is a two-way conversation. You and me, we talk about the stories, politics, the good, the bad, and the downright ugly. So join our community every day at 3 p.m. Eastern and let your voice be heard. Hey, we're all in this together, so let's talk about it and see what kind of trouble we can get into. It's The Culture, weekdays at 3, only on the Black Star Network. I am Tommy Davidson. I play Oscar on Proud Family, Louder and Prouder. Right now, I'm rolling with Roland Martin. Unfiltered, uncut, unplugged, and undamn believable. You hear me? Welcome back to Roland Martin Unfiltered here on the Black Star Network. During today's House of Representatives subcommittee hearing on the weaponization of the United States government, United States Virgin Islands Representative Stacey Plaskett blasted House Republicans for giving a platform to presidential candidate and vaccine conspiracy theorist Robert Fitzgerald Kennedy Jr. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Um, I know that we talked earlier about a post that Mr. Kennedy had at the beginning of the Biden administration. I just want the record to reflect that that post has not been taken down. Um, so I'm wondering about the extent of censorship when the post is still there. But more importantly, again, I go back to just the fact that we are creating a platform for these, for this kind of discussion, not about the censorship, not about free speech, but the content of some of that speech that we are amplifying in this room. I'm appalled and, and just so troubled by colleagues that I have to work with 
that these are individuals who would bring a witness who's promoted a video that compared the COVID vaccine to the Tuskegee trials. The Tuskegee trials were a very difficult time in black America where individuals who were already sick with a disease were then reviewed, experimented on who already had a disease to see how far that disease went. And making the comparison to manip that manipulates and preys on black people's feelings about the atrocities of the past in order to prevent them from seeking life-saving vaccines in the present. And knowing that this is dangerous, I, I cannot also be uh, unaware that this comes from an individual who, by Mr. Roy's introduction, is very smart and understands the implications of this. You know, Mr. Kennedy's own family decries his stance on vaccines, and families disagree on a lot of things. Uh, I got family members that, you know, we all disagree, so that doesn't mean anything. But the fact that he uh, has famously sent a request to a party guest that they had to be vaccinated to come to his party. And I'd like to introduce into the record a letter from Lewis Silkin, a law firm representing Mr. Kennedy, which states, as he has stated repeatedly, he vaccinated all his children, and I'd like that to be introduced into the record, um, but tells the black community and myself, a mother of five black children, that I should really be careful and not necessarily have the same safeguards to protect my family, my children, from a virus that has killed millions of people because I'm black. There's no secret that this is an amplification of his own platform. You know, I'm not gonna talk about the money that's received from the Children's Health Defense, from his anti-vaccine organization that's responsible for a majority of the false information about their, out there about COVID and the notoriety that's gained from it by manipulating black and other vulnerable communities to propagate these pseudosciences. Congresswoman Stacey Plaskett, who has uh, done your woman's duty on this subcommittee. Uh, of course, she would not go unchallenged, even as she has lived rent-free in the head of the next speaker you will hear, the pride of Troy, Ohio, from the 4th Congressional District Subcommittee Chairman and uh, a lot of other things, Jim Jordan, who invited uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. and other witnesses to testify about the supposed censorship of various views by tech companies and the federal government. While Plaskett criticized Kennedy's remarks about COVID-19 being ethnically targeted and a Tuskegee experiment comparison, as we heard, here is how Kennedy responded. To I'd like to just respond Please. briefly uh, to some of the, uh, what I would call defamations that have been uh, just applied to me by the ranking member. Uh, I'm happy to talk to you about my opinions on these issues, what you, the, what you have stated and tried to associate me with uh, through guilt by association is simply inaccurate. Virtually everything, every statement that you just made about me is inaccurate. I have never advised black Americans not to receive vaccines. 
At one point you say I'm anti-vax and that's a bad thing. The other thing, the <laughs> other moment you point out that all my children are vaxxed. I fact, I'm fully compliant with the vaccine schedule myself, except for COVID. I, I, I took flu vaccines for 20 years straight. I have never been anti-vax. I have never told any, I have never told the public avoid vaccination. The only thing I've asked for, and my views are constantly misrepresented so that the truth of what I believe is not, we're not allowed to have a conversation with, about that with the American people, which I believe vaccines should be tested with the same rigor as other medicines and medications. You tried to associate me a moment ago with the replacement theory, which is racist. No, I did not say you the Time belongs the to the gentleman from my colleagues. The time belongs to the gentleman from I denounced that theory. It is racist. And I have never endorsed it or had any association with it. Our film on a medical by the, the medical way, Bill Buxton, Bill Buxton, who is the black CDC official who ultimately exposed the Tuskegee experiment, tried for years and years to appeal to, to CDC to stop it for 40 years. Finally, he got relief by walking into my uncle's office in the building next door. Teddy held hearings and ended the experiment. I remember that very well. And to say that that I, I wrote a, I created a film that encourages blacks not to get adequate medical care is just completely abhorrent. If the, Don't if the, use my it's words, the witness's sir. time. Do not the, censor the witness. I'm not the, censoring the witness. The, yeah. I'm not the, censoring the witness. He's still talking. It is the, it's, it's my time and I've given it to the witness. Do not censor him. I'm if not the, censoring him. If the views that you and others have applied to me, I've attributed to me, if they were actually true, I can see why I shouldn't be able to testify here today. Those are not true. These are defamations and mal malignancies that are used to censor me to prevent people from listening to the actual things that I'm saying. And I think, ranking member, that we should have a real conversation rather than an exchange of ad hominem attacks. And answer very quickly to your question, the term malinformation was coined to describe information that Facebook and Twitter and the other social media sites understood was true, but that the White House and other federal agencies wanted censored anyway for political reasons because it challenged official orthodoxies. I'll give you one example. There was a, I was included in a group called the Disinformation Dozen. Mm -hmm. and. And Facebook and others were asked to censor us, which they did. And by the way, my heck, Aaron post, it was taken down. My whole Instagram account with 900,000 people was taken down because of that. Oh, they knew, Facebook knew that the disinformation doesn't claim it. And what they said, the disinformation doesn't came from this very shady group called the Center for Preventing Digital Hate in England that's funded by dark money that should be looked into. They claim that 65% of the vaccine misinformation on the internet was generated by those 12 people. Facebook itself said that is impossible. That is false information. We know that not to be true. And yet, when the White House asked them to censor this disinformation doesn't, including me, they did it anyway when they knew it to be untrue.
Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Well, our beloved Reese, you have been trying to help us understand how weaponized ignorance and misinformation works. What do you make of, I think the young people call it platforming, something like that? And uh, I mean, what do we just see? Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. And how dangerous is it? Not dangerous. What's, what's your take on what we just saw, Reese? Well, first of all, he's full of shit. And the first thing people want to do when they get caught red-handed is be like, you're lying. I don't know where you got that from. No, she didn't just pull it out of her asshole. She had the receipts. And all you had was bull bullshit that you could barely get out. So um, I don't think so. The fact of the matter is that he, along with others, have targeted the black community with laser-like precision with disinformation. And the reason why it's called disinformation is because it is intentionally either recontextualizing in a way that is misleading or it is intentionally giving people incorrect information. And what I've said that's really important to understand about disinformation in the past is it's not that there that it is 100% patently false. What it is is that you take something that might have a slither of truth to it, and then you put it in a completely different context, or you put other things around it that make it have a different meaning than if you actually kept it in its entirety in its original context. For instance, when you see a clip that's 15 seconds, that looks bad, for instance— well, the 15 seconds before and the 15 seconds after, it might completely change the message of that clip. But if all you're running with is this particularly selectively edited thing and somebody selectively edited it to manipulate you, that's disinformation. And so the idea that uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is some altruistic actor who's out there trying to save the blacks from vaccines that are harming us when, like she said, your kids is vaxxed, you want people at your party to be vaxxed. And so you're talking out of one ear, uh, talking out of the side of your mouth, and you're doing something on the other side. And so don't fall for the okie doke. 
I know that the COVID wars and the vaccine wars was popular. Some people still ain't vaxxed. That's fine. We're over it. Good luck. If you made it this far, I'm sure you're going to be all right. We're not arguing with that shit no more. But at the time, this was a situation where black people were disproportionately killed from COVID, killed from COVID, who were disproportionately sicker from COVID, particularly when it came to black mothers dying at a disproportionate rate already bigger than the, the black maternal mortality rate. And we were being targeted with this disinformation. The medical apartheid, you've had black doctors who came out and said that he they gave an interview under completely different circumstances and their words were chopped and screwed to give a different opinion or different view. And so he cannot be trusted. And the, if you don't, if you don't take away nothing else I said, this is a person who's trying to run for president of the United States, right? He's not going to get the nomination, but that's fine. Mm -hmm. If the Republicans thought that this person was <laughs> credible in any kind of way, yes. if the Republicans thought, hey, if this guy got the nomination, he would be good for our country. He would be in opposition to our platform. The Republican Party would not, Jim Jordan's funky ass would not be inviting R.K. Jr., giving him the platform of a congressional hearing. They would not, under any circumstances, be doing that if they felt that he was at all a threat to the Republican orthodoxy, to their white nationalism, and to their threat to the black community and black humanity. So if you don't take nothing else, you don't have to trust anything that I have to say about the hmm. situation, about COVID or vaccines or whatever. But do you trust the Republicans? Do you think that the Republicans are platforming a person that is in your best interest as opposed to in their best interest? Absolutely. We're going to go to break in a second, but I, I want to see if I can just squeeze in maybe a minute for Dr. Brown, because you are, sir, uh, in a state where I think we were all sending prayers to Florida because they damn sure tried not to even close down for a split second. I know we had a lot of students running down there for spring break and everything else. How dangerous is this, brother? I mean, and, and, and as Reese said, for people say, well, I made it through and I'm not sick. I mean, we are still uh, a lot of Roland Martin and Filter is still remote in the wake of COVID. I mean, how do you filter this and, and what should we be taking from this as Reese has kind of laid out the dangers of misinformation? Yeah, she's done a great job of doing it. And I, and I definitely, my hat is off and got to thank Congresswoman Plaskett for checking uh, RFK Jr. Because we can't let this stuff go unchecked. And she was very careful to say she's not against free speech, but she can't believe the way in which they're giving so much attention to this, right? We really should be checking this because what this does is it creates a belief system. It creates a culture where people are starting to, where this snowballs and people will start to believe these things and then start to dismiss the thing, the very thing that is killing folks, disproportionately killing black folks, right? And so I think that to be able to shut that down and call this, um, call this uh, misinformation um, right then and there, certainly want to thank her for that. Um, and that's exactly what it is. I think we need to continue to do that, continue to shut this stuff down. Um, no, we're not against free speech, but we want to be able to shut down uh, misinformation when we can. Absolutely. Thanks, Dr. Brown. Well, we're going to, when we come back from the break, we're going to be uh, talking about Florida a couple of times in a row here. So you're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. We'll be right back.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. Hatred on the streets, a horrific scene, a white nationalist rally that descended into deadly violence. White people are losing their damn minds. As an angry pro-Trump mob storms the U.S. Capitol, we're about to see the rise of what I call white minority resistance. We have seen white folks in this country who simply cannot tolerate black folks voting. I think what we're seeing is the inevitable result of violent denial. This is part of American history. Every time that people of color have made progress, whether real or symbolic, there has been what Carol Anderson at Emory University calls white rage as a backlash. This is the rise of the Proud Boys and the Boogaloo Boys. America, there's going to be more of this. Here's all the Proud Boys, guys. This country is getting increasingly racist in its behaviors and its attitudes because of the fear of white people. The fear that they're taking our jobs, they're taking our resources, they're taking our women. This is white fear. talk about blackness and what happens in black culture, we're about covering these things that matter to us, uh, speaking to our issues and concerns. This is a genuine people-powered movement. There's a lot of stuff that we're not getting. You get it. And you spread the word. We wish to plead our own cause 
too long have others spoken for us. We cannot tell our own story if we can't pay for it. This is about uh, covering us. Invest in black-owned media. Your dollars matter. We don't have to keep asking them to cover our stuff. So please support us in what we do, folks. We want to hit 2,000 people, $50 this month, raise $100,000. We're behind 100000 so we want to hit that. Y'all money makes this possible. Check some money orders. Go to P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037-0196. The cash app is dollar sign RM Unfiltered. PayPal is R Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zelle is rolling at rollingsmartin.com. Folks, Black Star Network is is. A real um, revolutionary right now. Support this man, Black Media. He makes sure that our stories are told. I thank you for being the voice of Black America, Roland. I love y'all. All momentum we have now, we have to keep this going. The video looks phenomenal. See, this difference between Black Star Network and Black-owned media and something like CNN. You can't be Black-owned media and be scared. It's time to be smart. Bring your eyeballs home. You dig? Farquaad, executive producer. Uh, Proud Family. Bruce Smith, creator and executive producer of The Proud Family, Louder and Prouder. You're watching Roland Martin. Welcome back to Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Uh, Remember to download the app, the Black Star Network app, and to... uh, Continue to spread the word about the Black Star Network. And uh, as Roland would say, and no doubt is saying somewhere in social media as we speak here, smash the damn like button. I think that's probably what he would say at this juncture. So I'm just going to channel my inner Roland Martin. Um, you know, so much is going on in Florida. Florida continues to be in the headlines with its racist practices. Dr. Brown, I, I know you know, your university, and I think about my good friend Dave Canton down there, chair of Black Studies and African Studies at, at U of F. Um, a number of job offers went out. You got five positions down there. People not trying to come to Florida. Uh, I see now something very similar is happening in Texas. Uh, certainly, Worldland's covering, of course, what's happening in Texas A&M. Um, any thoughts on the climate generally in Florida as we uh, begin to turn toward discussing everything from voting rights to reinstating the rights of uh, the, our returning citizens to the lawsuits that are currently being filed? I mean, give us a temperature check, temperature check to the degree that you can. Uh, they in the Sunshine State. Yeah, I can tell you there's so much going on down here. And the folks that are um, engaged in it are having to sort of uh, juggle all of these things at the same time because there's so many things that are happening. Um, I do feel like when it comes to the climate down here that um, I, I wish there was more. I wish there was more stuff going on. I wish there was more resistance to some of the things that are happening. I wish there was more um, action taken towards these things. Um, because what ends up happening is, is that something happens, and if that's not if that's not checked, if that's not 
um, fought against and resisted, then the next thing happens. Then the next thing happens. First, it was the AP course for uh, African American studies, and then comes the HB 999 legislation that comes down, and then comes the next thing. And it's like, whoa, the train pulled out many times before, and now we're worried about it when it's almost at full speed. Well, it's going to be hard to stop then. So we really need to get a handle on some of these things that are going on and address them in an appropriate way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Recently, I listened to Dr. Brown there and thinking about, you know, this onslaught, this relentless onslaught, some, one thing after another, after another, after another. As, as somebody who is hardwired into how we resist politically and across the board, and as somebody who sits at the center of a number of media spaces and kind of takes the temperature of our folk uh, on a weekly basis, on a daily basis, really, um, how, how important is it for us to kind of factor in that fatigue? And, and when we do have platforms, I mean, uh, I say this tongue planted slightly in cheek. Uh, so our brother, uh, Bakari Sellers, decided that he was going to, you know, dance around and probably do his best impression of Van Jones. I mean, I, you, know, how, you know, how important is it uh, for us to factor in fatigue? Because it seems like it's one thing after the other. And, and how do we pick yeah. what we fight? How do we pick our battles in, in your mind? Woo, people are tired. They're tired <laughs> of the bad. They're tired of, can you pitch in $5? They're tired of even some of the good. They just don't even care. They don't want to hear about it. You know, the fact <laughs> sheets, the PDFs. Um, and so that's a very real thing. You know, I, I'm, I think Dr. Brown mentioned something about those who are engaged, and that's really key because uh, a lot of people aren't engaged. I, I remember I was in Florida. I was at this little, um, I'll just say hole in the wall. I ain't going to say some other adjectives. I'll say hole in the wall. <laughs> and well, it, it was a predominantly white crowd. And I noticed that some people don't give a damn about, um, you know, what Ron DeSantis is talking about, or even what Trump is talking about. They just up in there getting their little $4 beers, singing Journey or whatever situation. I don't recognize all of the songs because I don't listen to that kind of music. But they're just living their life. And so seeing that, it really brought home to me how there are people that are just out there getting by they're not checked in they're not engaged whatever they whatever's happening they don't feel like it moves the needle in their personal life beyond the fact that they just want to go get a beer on saturday with their friends okay and so how do you connect to those people that's a little bit harder of a lift but when we are talking and we are having these conversations we have to connect the dots each and every time you know like there's been a lot of discussion lately about Kiki Palmer having a little bit of butt cheeks out over, you know, under hmm. a little sheer overlay right. at the Usher concert or, you know, the girls twerking at the Essence Fest. And I said, okay, well, you know, let's, let's pivot. We can have that conversation, but if we're talking about what advances our community, let's talk about legislation. Let's talk about what Ron DeSantis and Greg Abbott and all these other trash governors and Republican candidates are doing around the country. And so we have to recognize what gets people attention and pivot, you know, connect the dots. What are people taking away from the things that have their attention? Carly Russell, what a takeaway is, well, they not, they don't care about black people missing or they're not gonna care anymore. Well, they haven't been Karen. That's why every every day when Roland Martin does Black and Missing, y'all don't share the, the Black and Missing. Y'all don't pick up the phone and call the police. Y'all don't sit up there and go search for these people. So we have to find out what are people already talking about and let's use that to leverage people's attention and change the conversation a little bit. We ain't got to talk about all the deep stuff all the time, but while we're talking about this, this let's connect this dot and let's have this conversation. If we can do that enough times, 
maybe some people will start to get it a little bit more. We don't need everybody. We just need to pick up some of the margins. So that's what Republicans get. You pick up the margins or you pick off the margins and they win. We do the same. We win. Absolutely. And few do that, taking that as a point of entry and bringing out the bigger issues better than you do. In fact, I don't know anybody who does. As Stanley Crouch said to Jack Johnson, genius is the ability to make the difficult thing look simple. But you all just got a class in how important it is to be able to make that thing that looks trivial a point of entry for the larger issues. So so thank you for walking thank us you. through that. Uh, thank you, Dr. Carl. Uh, no, of course. Look, thank you. <laughs> so much is happening, in fact, in Florida, as we said, from voting rights, uh, groups suing Governor Ron DeSantis and others over alleged voter intimidation, a federal judge refusing to block two parts of the new Florida election law that placed restrictions on voter registration groups. Uh, we want to be walked through that and, and get a little bit clearer focus on what's going on and, and how we're fighting back in the, in the Sunshine State. So we're joined now by Nikki Freed, the chair of Florida's Democratic Party. And she joins us to discuss everything that's happening in the Sunshine State. Welcome back to Roland Martin Unfiltered, Chairwoman Free. No, thanks for having me on today to talk about such an important issue, not just for, for Florida, but as we all know, that, that so much of the, this insanity and this extremism starts here. And it is going across the rest of the country. So we are ground zero here in Florida, and we are going to continue to fight back. No question. Well, please, uh, we know that I think uh, yesterday in federal court, there was a federal, uh, there was a suit filed uh, saying that the Senate administration purposely did not fulfill the requirements of the 2018 Amendment 4. We know what the people voted for. We know what they wanted, and we know what the state is doing. Walk us through uh, this as maybe as a point of entry and then kind of expand it out and help us understand the implications for everybody in the country. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. 
Yeah. So Amendment 4 was passed in 2018 when I was on the ballot that year running for Commissioner of Agriculture, uh, being the only statewide elected Democrat that kind of finished the, the finish line that, that year. But we all voted for it. And it wasn't just a Democratic issue. It, it, it was overwhelmingly voted on by the people here in our state, Democrats, Republicans, independents. And what it was doing is to fix um, a problem that's happening here in our state in the clemency process uh, of returning citizens after they have served their time. And as a past public defender, I fought really hard for Amendment 4 in 2018. And then as our commissioner, as a member of the Florida cabinet, member of the clemency, um, we, I watched and fought in 2019 when the Republican Party implemented um, the, the modern-day Jim Crow laws, um, making it nearly impossible for over 1.4 million returning citizens that would be eligible off to get back onto the rolls. And so what they did was it wasn't just enough to make people pay back the restitution, which I agree with, that if you have harmed an individual, um, then you have an obligation to pay back that restitution. The issue comes into court costs and fines um, that are levied in association with your, your criminal case. And a good chunk of public defenders, and I certainly would encourage if anybody is a public defender watching this, always be doing this, that the end of any of the plea agreements to be asking for court costs and fees to be moved to a civil judgment and not to carry with the criminal case. But that hasn't happened in a vast majority of cases in, a, in the historical aspects of Florida. So now you have people all across our state that now have to go through an additional hoop in order to get their rights back. And most of the times, people don't even know where to find the information um, to, get, to make sure that you are paying off your court costs and, and your fines. And some, are, again, are people that can't afford it to begin with. So moving forward um, in the clemency process, I continue to bring up we need to do it better in the clemency, not just in Florida statutes. Um, but unfortunately, Ron DeSantis went with the legislature and, and made the clemency process mirror that of the implementation of the constitutional ballot. So fast forward hmm. to 2022, where right before an election, 20 individuals who were returning citizens were arrested for allegedly false um, for voting when it was not uh, permissible. And it created voter intimidation all across our state. I still am hearing from individuals who are scared to vote, scared to register to vote. How, how many minutes? No. Go ahead, Chairwoman Freed. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> so, so basically what's happened is, is this is not the will of the voters. The will of the voters were to give back people their rights and say, if you've served your time, then you deserve your rights back. You deserve to, re to register to vote and to vote for who is president of the United States and who's governor of our states, that you have the right to run for office, to sit in a jury, which no one wants to do, but that's part of being a, a, you know, somebody who is part of, of the civil um, process here in our country. But what's happened is that, that Ron has intentionally made it more difficult to register people to vote, has made it more difficult for returning citizens to get access to the information to be active participants in the electoral process. And good for our group to come out there and to file a lawsuit on what is, in my mind and in their minds, a violation of individual civil rights. Chairwoman Freed, thank you for joining us and, and for updating us. And uh, I wanna say while we have you here, 
Um, a lot of folk think that the gap between the Democratic Party and the Republican Party in power in Florida is, is, a, is, a, is a big chasm. But let's not forget that only a few moments ago, in ticks of the electoral clock, it was razor thin, and I think we would have won if it kept counting those votes. So uh, it's, it's good to know that uh, you're still in the case and the lawsuit has been filed. And thank you for walking us through that and helping us understand that we would not be intimidated. And uh, again, Florida in so many ways is the tip of the spear. Thank you for that joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Today. Of course, of course. Nikki Fried, Chair of Florida's Democratic Party. Uh, we will be back here at Roland Martin Unfiltered in a moment. We'll toss to break. And when we come back, we're going to pick up and still stay in the state of Florida with the uh, Grand Pole Mark of Cap Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. Back in a moment here, Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. My early days on the road, I've learned, well, first of all, as a musician, uh, I studied not only uh, piano, but I was also drummer and percussion. I was all city percussion as well, so I was one of the best in the city on percussion. There you go. Also studied uh, trumpet, uh, cello, violin, and bass, and any other instrument I could get my hand mm -hmm. and and and. With that study, I'd learned again what was for me. I learned to what what it meant to do what the instruments in the orchestra meant to each other in the relationships. Right. So that prepared me to be a leader. That prepared me to lead orchestras and to conduct orchestras. That prepared me to know. Uh, to be a leader of men, they have to respect you and know that you know the music. You have to be the teacher of the music. You have to know the music better than anybody. There you go. Right? So you can't walk in unprepared. Next on The Frequency with me, Dee Barnes, actress, writer, and advocate, Ray Don Chong is here to discuss her childhood and break down her life in Hollywood, a show you don't want to miss. Well, even at my peaky peak peak when I was getting a lot of stuff, as soon as I was working a ton, I heard people whispering, oh, we don't want to pay her because we're giving her a break. Only on The Frequency on the Black Star Network. I'm Faraji Muhammad, live from L.A. And this is The Culture. The Culture is a two-way conversation. You and me, we talk about the stories, politics, the good, the bad, and the downright ugly. So join our community every day at 3 p.m. Eastern and let your voice be heard. Hey, we're all in this together, so let's talk about it and see what kind of trouble we can get into. It's The Culture, weekdays at 3, only on the Black Star Network. This is Essence Atkins. This is the Love King of R&B, Raheem Devon. It's me, Sherry Shepard, and you know what you watch. You're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. Welcome back to Roland Martin Unfiltered here on the Black Star Network. Uh, we're going to stay in Florida. Uh, we're going to stay with some of these racist policies that the governor has been putting in place. Robert, governor Ron DeSantis, aided and abetted by his uh, supermajority in the legislature. The NAACP and other groups have already issued travel advisories for the state of Florida for the insensitive, discriminatory, and racist policies being promoted by Governor Ron DeSantis and his allies. But this week, 
one of the oldest black fraternities. I think it's the second oldest black fraternity coming out of Indiana University. Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated is holding its annual conference in Tampa, Florida. Uh, Brother Brown, they near you, and they're joining the coalition of organizations in solidarity against those policies. Joining us from Tampa is Reuben A. Shelton III, the 34th International Grand Polemark of Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. Uh, welcome to Roland Martin Unfiltered, uh, Polemark, uh, Polemark Shelton. How's it going down there in Florida, man? Y'all staying cool? It's raining like crazy. <laughs> oh, no. Are you serious right now? Yeah, I'm looking at a window right now, and it's pouring. It's pouring down, but that, we're we're good. That's all right. The noobs can't be stopped. At least that's been my experience no. with y'all. <laughs> so, uh, right. tell us what's going on. You've uh, you have uh, called for some action, and uh, I'm sure your fraternity brother and one of the great influences on me and so many others, untold orders, others, the great Lerone Bennett Jr. is smiling from the ancestral <laughs> realm when he knows what the, the stances you all take. Walk us through what's going on down there and, and how you all are, are approaching fighting back. Well, it was just important that we have, that we send a message today, that we have a press conference to the public, uh, you know, to our members at large, that we want to stand in solidarity with, uh, with our brothers and sisters down here in the Tampa area. You know, they're going through something right now, uh, and they need all the help that we can possibly give. You know, we're part of the D9 organization, and as part of the D9, um, we always have this phrase that says we're better together. And and as a as an organization, the National Panhellenic Council, we have gotten together to show our support for what what is going on with our uh, brothers and sisters down here in Tampa. But because the Kappas are in town today, uh, we wanted to make sure that we, as an organization, made it very very clear that we don't like what's going on and we want to help. We want to help the people in Tampa and the people in Florida, you know, fight this, 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 these horrendous actions by the governor. Absolutely. Um, I want to go uh, to our panel so we can get some folk in the conversation, including somebody that's not too far from where you all are right now. Dr. Brown, um, particularly given what's going on with the advanced placement course, uh, we've seen some of that here in the District of Columbia area. Some of the teachers who are going to teach next fall were actually here last week for the college board's uh, intensive to, to really grapple with the, the case. Any questions you have uh, for Paul Marshelton as, we, as we're thinking about what cap of the stand the Kappa has taken? Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. 
The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. Yeah, well, first, I just want to um, welcome Kappa Alpha Psi to Tampa. I'm a proud member of Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated. I know our grand boss, Ricky Lewis, was, was down here. Um, but I think it's great how um, these organizations are lending their support and making it clear of where they stand and what expectations they have. I think it's important to do that for a number of reasons. One, I think it really does tell the local folks that they're not alone. Um, the 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 uh, the head of the Democratic uh, Florida Democratic Party, or whatnot. She said previously that um, that this is ground zero, and it certainly feels like it. It feels like everything is happening here first, and then other states are picking up on that and running with it and taking it to their own states. Um, and so, for for folks to come down here and show their displeasure with what's what's going on speaks volumes. Um, as it pertains to how we view or how we, we believe we're being viewed by the rest of the country. Oftentimes, some, sometimes a lot of people that I've talked to here feel as though they're being forgotten about, that no one really cares what's going on in Florida, or they just write Florida off. But the fact of the matter is that many people are watching and many people are concerned and want to show that concern. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, we have partnered with the uh, local NAACP uh, chapter here. We've also partnered with the uh, Urban League, the local Urban League office down here. Uh, we've got the president, the incoming president of the National Bar Association, who is also a Kappa. He's here, and he was part of the press conference, as well as uh, Brother John Jacob, who's a longtime Kappa member and a former president of the National Urban League. He was also a part of the conference. Uh, and so we made our displeasure uh, very clear. And we have offered our support, not only our political support, but our financial support to the local organizations down here to help them fight these horrendous, uh, these horrendous acts. Thank you, Paul Mark, uh, Paul Mark uh, Shelton. Reese, you we often joke and, and hear certainly on the show as we've had our conversations about everybody gathering, the social gatherings, the, uh, mm -hmm. you know, Essence Fest and all. You know, yeah, I wonder if you have any questions for, uh, for, for Paul Mark Shelton as he reminds us that these organizations were not started as social organizations. But, mm. uh, but anyway, please and get out of your way in so y'all can have a conversation. <laughs> um, thank you, Paul Mark Shelton, for being here. Um, my question is, you know, how have you incorporated civil civic engagement into your conference this time around? Uh, protesting is obviously great, but then people go back home and they need to be engaged. You have um, educated, you have successful brothers who are going back home and could make a difference in their community. So has that has that played a role in your conclave this time? 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, we have very uh, strong, successful brothers right here in Florida. And right here in the Tampa area, uh, Brother Les Miller was a longtime uh, uh, chairman of the um, of the Tampa, Tampa City Council. Um, and, you know, we're not just talking to talk and then going home. Uh, again, we're also going to support financially and politically, but we've got a strong, we've got strong chapters here in Florida, uh, Orlando, Miami, uh, here in Tampa, uh, Fort Myers. I mean, we're all over, uh, all over the state of Florida, and we are committed through our local chapters to do whatever it takes to help fight these actions. And the local chapters will have the full support of the of the grand chapter, uh, and 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 all of our chapters over the world, and and, and we are literally all over the world. But I mean, we're engaged in this. No. Uh, and, and, and I told my brothers today that we're not just uh, paying lip service. You know, we're not just doing this as a, as a photo op or a media hype. You know, this is something that we are totally committed to because, as Brother John Jacob said today, it's happening in Florida. But tomorrow it could be in Missouri, where I live, or in Philadelphia, where our international or Pennsylvania, where our international headquarters is situated. Um so, you know, you got to fight it now, and we are totally uh, into this, and we are totally dedicated to doing just that. Absolutely. I lived in Philly for almost 20 years, uh, Pomar Shelton, and many a day I passed by the national headquarters there in North Philly on Broad Street. And I think about all, <laughs> the, all the money that you have raised and, and, and invested in our young people with scholarships and uh, for folk who think Greek-led organizations aren't important. You know, there's a reason why Katanji Brown Jackson was uh, sworn into Delta today. We, we, we're, far, we're far from irrelevant these days, and I say that as a son of Alpha. But, you know, uh, Alpha and, and Kappa, of course, on historically white colleges, but Kappa Alpha Psi is, is setting an example for all the rest of us in the D9. So, uh, so thank you for joining us and for taking just a minute out of your time. Uh, this is Reuben A. Shelton III, of course, the 34th International Ground Pole Mark of Kappa Alpha Psi fraternity, currently meeting. It's 20,000 or so of that quarter million that are worldwide in Tampa, although it's raining. So thank you for taking a moment to join us, uh, Pomar, uh, Pomar Shelton. Thank you for having me. I truly appreciate it. Of course, brother. Of course. We're very happy uh, to, to have been joined again. You're only going to see this on Roland Martin Unfiltered. You're only going to see this kind of coverage and this kind of conversation. And right now you're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. We'll be right back after this break. about blackness and what happens in black culture. We're about covering these things that matter to us, uh, speaking to our issues and concerns. This is a genuine people-powered movement. There's a lot of stuff that we're not getting. You get it, and you spread the word. We wish to plead our own cause too long have others spoken for us. We cannot tell our own story if we can't pay for it. This is about uh, covering us. Invest in Black-owned media. Your dollars matter. We don't have to keep asking them to cover our stuff. So please support us in what we do, folks. We want to hit 2,000 people, $50 this month, raise $100,000. We're behind 100000 so we want to hit that. Y'all money makes this possible. Checks and money orders go to P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037- 0196. The cash app is dollar sign RM Unfiltered. PayPal is R Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zell is rolling at rollingsmartin.com. 
hatred on the streets. A horrific scene. A white nationalist rally that descended into deadly violence. White people are losing their damn minds. It's an angry pro-Trump mob storms the U.S. Capitol. We're about to see the rise of what I call white minority resistance. We have seen white folks in this country who simply cannot tolerate black folks voting. I think what we're seeing is the inevitable result of violent denial. This is part of American history. Every time that people of color have made progress, whether real or symbolic, there has been what Carol Anderson at Emory University calls white rage as a backlash. This is the rise of the Proud Boys and the Boogaloo Boys. America, there's going to be more of this. Here's all the Proud Boys, guys. This country is getting increasingly racist in its behaviors and its attitudes because of the fear of white people. The fear that they're taking our jobs, they're taking our resources, they're taking our women. This is white fear. John Murray, the executive producer of the new Sherry Shepard Talk Show. This is your boy, Earthquake. And you're tuned in to Roland Martin Unfiltered. Soraya Barker has been missing from Houston, Texas since July 12, 2023. The 17-year-old is 5 feet, 7 inches tall, weighs 120 pounds with brown hair and brown eyes. Anyone with information about Soraya Barker is urged to call the Harris County, Texas Sheriff's Office at 713-221-6000. 713-221-6000. Let's go to the Magnolia State, Mississippi, where its Legislative Black Caucus wants everyone in Rankin County Sheriff's Department involved in the severe police brutality case to be charged. Let's look at the letter here. The black lawmaker sent a letter to State Attorney General Lynn Finch, Fitch rather, to demand action against all of those who played a part in the vicious assault against Michael Corey Jenkins and Eddie Terrell Parker. The letter in part says, the Mississippi Legislative Black Caucus. The representative voice of over 1.3 million African Americans and people of color in the state of Mississippi requests the indictment of all members of the Rankin County Sheriff's Department involved in the brutal torture and assault of Mr. Michael Corey Jenkins and Mr. Eddie Terrell Parker. All parties responsible for these heinous crimes should be held accountable for their actions and should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Snakes, zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public, the list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Hey, it's Zuko and Kayla from The Wake Up Call. Enjoy your podcast, but when you're done, don't forget about us. We have a radio show. We try to bring a smile to your face every morning.
We also talk to some of the hottest country stars of today, and we like to share some good news with That's What I Like. Because Lord knows that's hard to find. When you're done podcasting your podcast, listen to us at 92.3 WCOL. Set your preset on your radio right now, and don't forget you can listen to us online on the iHeartRadio app.